Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at Pod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk and if busting makes you feel good you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content alright can we just get on with this now please filmbusters welcome everyone to the first film of 2024 it's very exciting Are you happy to be here boys I'm very happy to be here I don't know if Adam's here with us is he I'm here I'm here it's been so he's long here, since we've done a proper proper record like when we come off know. and have to remember a film we watched a week ago rather than one we're watching live or one we watched mm. t- 10 months ago. I know. Home Home 3. Home yes. Home 3 was the last one. Our last actual film. And that wasn't even a real film. That was a commentary. I did think we should have... Oh, this would have been a quite a good film to do commentary on. What, Revolver? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But there would have been lots of comments, I suppose. Um, I've forgotten how we do this thing. I feel very out... I feel very rusty. <laughs> we... We just do it how we do it. We, we have a little preamble, don't we? we just, and then go into it. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, let's recalibrate and, and reorientate ourselves. Where the fuck are we? What, what, you, what are we doing? Let me reorient. Reorient. Reorientate your mouth, myself. mate. Reorientate my mouth. Let's reorientate and say, this is Ben's birthday episode. Happy birthday, Ben. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you for my presents, which I got in the post yesterday. That are you using nice. them or wearing them? No, I'm not wearing them because I'm going to wear it. Well, there's, there's not a them. There's only one. So Paul got me a listeners. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll put a picture up on Twitter and you can see it. And I'm saving the wearing of the shirt for our end of month wrap up. So all our video uh, patron okay. subscribers can see it, of course. And you do washing between now and then. It's made me laugh so much when I opened the bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> because I, when I opened it, I was like, well, this is the... I recognise this as font, as the font. So I thought this was like a background blind thing. And then I saw the words on there. Well, I'll tell you, listeners, it's... He got me the shirt, and, and the first line on the top says, Where's my cake, Bedelia? Loyal listeners will know that that's, that's from Creepshow. And we very much enjoyed that line like a year, year and a half ago. But then directly underneath it, he's got... He's got, I want my cake and eat it too. I want my cake and eat it too. <laughs> Two cake-related puns from the past of this podcast. It's very niche. I love it. So niche. And then Adam got me my first ever frozen beer mug as well, Stein, which talks about not bothering me because I'm playing with my cat or something like that. So It says, don't talk to me today. I only want to talk to my cat. So that's, that's it. So on the end of month wrap-up, I'll wear the shirt. I'll hold the stein, I'll have a beer, and, and, I'll, and I'll cheers you both for, for uh, sending me a lovely birthday present. Oh, that bloody can't wait. Can't wait to see that. How is your first day of your new age? It's good. I wonder if listeners can tell how old I am. I'll tell you. We did it because we did a year on the podcast, didn't we? That's true, but I, I don't think they will work it out. I'm 38, which is very old, boys, now. 38 is very old. 
I was Nah, you're alright, mate. You're only I'm as the old age, as you feel. The age I am now is the age I was when I met you guys. Do you have an age? You're still 38. <laughs> oh, sorry. What I meant was the age I am now, 10 years ago. Like, I was 28. I was 10 years younger. I was 28 I when I what met you guys. <laughs> Crazy. It's been a while. Ten, 10 years. Has it been 10 years? It's actually been 11 years for me and you, Paul. We met at the end of 2013. Wow. And then, Adam, you were early 2014. Mm. Time flies, isn't it? Time flies when you're growing old. Yes. Exactly. So yes, and look at us now. I know, that was very nice. I had a lovely Beauty. birthday meal last night, and oh, yeah. uh, what was we, it? We're going out. It was a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's so indulgent. It's like parmesan, chicken, garlic, pasta, cream, all the all the bad stuff, thrown in together, cooked, fried. It's incredible stuff. It is Tony Soprano heart attack food. It's immense. Oh, lovely. And there's lovely, leftovers lovely. to be had tonight again. Oh, all over beauty. again. Beauty, which is yeah. a good one, that Jenny. Yes. And what else are you doing then for your birthday? Where else did you get for your birthday? We're doing something on Saturday, which is a surprise, as we always do. I just got Lovely. assortment of shirts, trainer, and uh, a Doctor Strange Love tickets for Doctor Strange Love in oh, November. Yeah. Steve Coogan on the on, his, on stage exciting. doing it. That's going to be exciting. I'm very excited to see how that will even play out. How they're going to do it? Who's Steve Coogan playing? Do you know? All the roles. Oh, is he? Oh, he's okay. doing. He's Wicked. doing pretty much like what what um, Peter Sellers did. Mm. So he's gonna mm. he's gonna do a bunch of them. It's gonna be very interesting Wicked. to see. And I, I said to amazing. Jenny, I don't know whether you should see the film beforehand or not, so you have a frame of reference, or if you should just go mm. into it without. I really would need to rewatch that film. I just keep meaning to rewatch it. <laughs> Perfect mm. timing. Yeah, so, I watched the beginning of last year. It was fantastic. Yeah, so good, so good. But anyway, we're back. Twenty twenty four. Here we come. We are back. Let's, uh, let's do our little thing first before we go into the main episode. Let's talk about our patron. We've got a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters where you can get exclusive episodes. You can suggest films for us to do. You can come on the show. It's all very lovely over there. What are we doing on the patron after this episode, Adam? Well, I think it's the patron we promised you at the beginning of our um, end of year wrap up, unless Paul was edited Indeed. extremely well. Um, but we are going to be talking about our letterbox stats. Because we recorded yes. for six hours on that day and we didn't have another recording us. So we're doing them today. We yes. were absolutely wiped out after that recording. Oh, we were. That was long. That was very long. But we finally sign off 2023 with our letterbox stats. It's another non-uniform episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Which would be quite nice. Okay, so let's move somewhat on to talking about what film we're doing today. And we're going to do the staple every episode, which is the quiz. And it's my turn to be the host i won i won the duties again i won last year's quiz so i'm the quiz host everyone if you don't know what the quiz is i ask ben and adam two questions if they get them right they get the points if they get them wrong i get the points we're on zero everyone's on zero at the moment yes flat. so flat all, all to play for all to play for and every quiz is about the film we're doing so today is about revolver are you ready for your questions revolver i'm you know, hoping you- you're going to get them. It's going to be based on the <laughs> on the actual film, as opposed to yes. Adam's style of questioning, which is about planets and shit. Wow, well, yes. that was only towards the end when I started running out of them. I think we had a hard year of films last <laughs> Even year. Even though you have a new film to get to questions. They were all and in like, the 60s. Do you think you're going to beat me? No. This year. <laughs> Just resign now, I want you then. to really try. I really want you to try. Of course I'm going to try. Okay. 
You're older. You're better. You've got more intelligence. Exactly. You should be nimble and quick. Mm. Okay, are you ready for the first question? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Vito comes into the prison to find a man saying he wants to commit suicide. He says to him, are you what? Oh, um, oh, fuck me. Um, because he talks about leaving his wife and child without them. Like if you kill yourself, I think you might. Ki- I think you might. I think you might kick yourself. Are you God? No. Suicidal. No. Oh, I thought you were going to get Fuck. this one. Go on. What is it? Are you Japanese? Oh God! Yes, Jesus. Highly offensive. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, jeez. <laughs> Stereotype. <laughs> highly, highly offensive, but also quite, um, quite apt for what he was talking about. Yeah. Fuck. I God. He yeah. Wanted to stab himself. Because he says only the Japanese know how to use a knife properly on themselves. Yeah. Is oh, that Harry yeah. Kiri? Harry Kiri? Harry Kiri. Harry Kiri, yeah. 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 God damn. I was thinking of more of what the prisoner said to Vito rather than Vito said to him. Yeah, well. Oh, okay. I was getting confused. Well, I thought you'd get it, but it's okay. I've got another question. Now, this one, there's three answers to it. If you get two of them, you get the point. And it's the first one to get two of them. But if Adam says one and then I say one and say his, does that count as two? Or do I need to get two myself? No, you've got to get them yourself. Okay, fine. Uh, Vito meets a lawyer that says society has many ways of defending itself. What are the three things? The revolver, red tape, the revolver, the red, and the police. The jail. Ben got it. Wee! But Adam, you were very close. What was it? You were close. Red tape, prison bars, and the revolver. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I knew that red tape and the revolver because I kept yeah, thinking... Yeah, it was that one I- was like, is it the, I was going to say laws or is it like the police or something? When I was watching the film, even the second time, I was like, I, why is this film called Revolver? And then at the end. Mm-hmm. So like, he's not even using the revolver. <laughs> barely used the revolver. Barely used the revolver at all. But he used it when it counts. Well, there you go. Lovely. There we go. One so piece. One apiece for me and Ben. Adam, you're still on zero. You got, uh, you got some work to do this year. <laughs> Start as you mean to go on. <laughs> Should we talk about Revolver? Let's talk about Ollie Reed's Revolver. Anna? Anna? Today we're talking about Revolver from 1973 by Sergio Salima. 
This is a spoiler episode, so if you haven't seen it, we're going to ruin it terribly for you. So you might want to go watch it first, and then come back so you can enjoy everything. Uh, before we move on to Adam's plot description, we have one person who's been in the film we've done before. Do you have any ideas? Because I spotted him as soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, I know who this is. So it's not Oliver Reed, obviously. No, it's not. Is it the guy who... the singer? No. Is it the other guy the then? funny thing, there's... The, the, the connection to this film is, is French. Is it Le, Le Grand Boeuf? <laughs> is it? The connection to this film is French. Holy motors, oh. then. Oh, no, no. French connection. <laughs> yes. Oh. But who's it's the, fun- the guy. The French guy who he was. Remember in, when we were speaking about French connection, you said this guy wasn't even supposed to play this character, but he just turned up or something on set. It's the oh, main shit. bad guy. The main bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, look at that. See, yeah, he had a good career then. Was French Connection yeah. before or after this? Oh. Uh, when was French Connection? 1971. So it's just before this. Before this. Yeah, a good few years. Good few years. What's at least. the guy's name? Uh, Frederic de Pascal. Well, good for Frederic. Anything else he's been in them? I'm sure he's been in other stuff. Good for Frederic de Pascal. I'm pretty sure you said that he wasn't even supposed to be playing the role in that film. That is and right. I'm the, thinking the, of someone else. He, he said, because Friedkin said, get that guy in that film and, and I'll meet him at the airport. And then he turned up at the airport <laughs> and they, he, the guy had picked the other guy in the scene. That's a <laughs> great <it>. story. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, fuck it. Well, you're here now. Well, let's go. <laughs> That's Amazing. like something that actually happens in a film to someone rather than yeah. real life. <laughs> Mistaken identity. I like that. Wonderful. Well, that's that's it. That's yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, Adam, it's your turn. Plot description. So this film was about Vito, who is a policeman officer, and um, well, he's not actually. He's a prison warden, isn't he? He is a prison warden. He's the governor. Yeah, he's the governor. He's the governor. That's it. The mm. governor of a prison, and um, he's newly in love with his wife, and his wife gets kidnapped. And there's a really strange list of demands from strange people who he doesn't know who he is. So him and the prisoner that he escapes with go on the run to track down the people who are sending the blacklisting demands. The blacklisting? Blacklisting. They black added them to the blacklist. Blackmailing. <laughs> That's true. Well, there you go. As good as ever, Adam. Well done. Ben, yeah. you got anything about this film? Well, it was kind of hard to get like a coherent backstory to this film. So the main focus is that Oliver Reed was just off his face constantly while the film mm. was being made. He, like the director said that he would only he could only work until early in the afternoon, but then he would have had so much to drink that he would be a nightmare to work with. So he he wouldn't do it. He was challenged. Oliver Reed was challenging other people on set to drinking games. He crashed vehicles while he was drunk behind the wheel he got into fights with with people left right and center he threw away props and stuff causing delays for fucking ages and ages but the other guy to give the other guy his props our man who is called fabio testi the fabio testi who played milo ruiz he was a consummate professional he wanted to do all of his uh stunts himself so he did all of them all of the stunts that his character did he was doing himself which is to his credit um, and uh, out here. I know and there is a legend I don't well I said a legend I don't know whether this is true or not apparently most of the cast had like a vendetta against Oliver Reed because he's upset them in so in so many different 
ways oh, on Jesus. set, but also from previous productions. So the director actually told the the entire cast and crew that there was gonna there was another five days of filming still to be done, so that they would all wait until the end of filming to exact their revenge. Oh so God. then that, that enabled Oliver Reed to just leave the set, and everyone was like, "Where is he?" They wanted to get their pound of flesh. <laughs> what an insane legend that Oliver Reed is! Like he he's just this behemoth of a of a drunk, mm. isn't he? But yeah. The one thing that we should flag, which is not very nice, is Agostina Belli, who is the the wife. She said in Italian newspapers at the time the film was released that her, if you want to call it, love scene with Oliver Reed at the beginning was very rough and he was very uninhibited and that Oliver Reed said that the audience feels more involved in a love scene if love is made for real on the set. Oh my God. Fuck off. There's the problematic shit, isn't it? Horrendous. There comes the problematic shit. Oh my god. Stuff a used wonderful to go on. a wonderful drunk. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Ollie Reed, we love him, we love him. And it's like, yeah, and he was doing this as well. How do you feel about that? Uh, gross. gross. Horrible. Let's stop it. Bit. Let's forget the film and let's not review it. End of episode. I wish he never I wish he never rescued her. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> wonderful stuff well Ben this is your film so you get to decide what order you want your first impression well I've seen it before and uh, my review was already up there so you may have seen it so I'm going to go last so let's have uh, Adam first then you Paul and then I'll go okay okay um, well until you said that bit there I was very much enjoyed this film um, I thought it was great <laughs> you can fun. still enjoy it despite <laughs> that don't worry <laughs> it's got a bit of a taint on it now but um, yeah it's a good film it's a solid film it's the set pieces in the film are great the acting in it's pretty good considering how pissed he was but i also think that kind of helps his character i think it kind of helps his performance in this role um yeah it's very engaging story um yeah great acting across the board uh it's a bit wacky and weird in places which i think helps it again it kind of for some reason had the same feel something like the Italian job in my opinion like the way it would randomly cut and like the scenes and like the transitional scenes that they used it had like a weird tone of that in it um, mm. and also I will say I added another factor that I watched this back on the way back from Leon which is one of the, the when the um, political candidate gets shot at the beginning of the film oh yeah I was in that thing and also where they were filming the Alp scenes I think was all where I just was so it's kind of like a weird oh, oh cool. that's a weird coincidence yeah I was like oh this but, is I don't know if I was randomly why Ben picked it but yeah no, I didn't even know you were going skiing yeah. yeah well if you're going skiing or you're going to Leon this is the film for you people yeah watch it on the plane so. it's not long enough for the flight but is it not short is it not the an flight's hour only an hour the flight's only an hour and ten minutes Oh dear. Well, you just oh never know how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Paul. Just hope that, that Oliver Reed never found his wife. Yes. <laughs> so he can't do anything to her. Yes. Okay. Uh, ben. Ben, Ben, Ben. You know how much I hate Italian dubs of films. I know. I've got a note written down here. Uh, <laughs> Paul's favourite thing. One of my first notes is great Italian dub, which I know Paul loves so well. <laughs> like animals in with Odyssey. peanut butter in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, though, it's like it isn't, isn't really the case because it's mostly when it's paired with like giallo, or that's yes, when it really yes. kind of distracts me. Um, Revolver, yeah, it was, it was a decent little watch. Although I have to I decent, have to admit, he's condemning it immediately by I saying have to admit, decent. Let me say something. I have to admit that I'm I'm not entirely sure of what the extent of the actual scheme was. Like even come story's end, I'm not too sure like why they even needed to get 
Milo out of prison to kill him. Like, probably would have just been easier just to get Vito to kill him in prison and be done with it. Like, mm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why they need to get him out. But um, Oliver Reed just like emanates this mean energy, and obviously because he was drunk the whole time, you can see it, you can feel it. It's come through the screen. Um, he has this like big presence, and uh, I'm sure, yeah, his drunkard self was just dominating over the whole production. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's a cool little film. The, the the dub is a little distracting, and after like, I've heard that I've heard that um, what's it called as well that. Oliver Reed's voice isn't actually his voice. Have you seen that fact? No, that is his voice. That's he's what people just, said. He's doing it's an American the, accent, though, but that is his voice, 100%. If you go to the Wikipedia page or something, it lists another actor as Vito, an Italian actor. But people have also said, like, this is, people have done research themselves. It's not people have come out and said this is the truth, but people have done research themselves saying, Oh, but I've watched another film of Oliver Reed and it sounds exactly the same when he's doing an American accent. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's, it just sounds like Oliver Reed to me. But on paper, on Wikipedia, it says someone else does the voice. That's the interesting thing. But I, I guess we'll never know. I don't know. Like, no one's officially said it, but it has, it, it has a fun NEO score, which is nice. But uh, yeah, I think, the, I think this biggest failure for me is it's slightly overcomplicated plot. May not even make sense, but I guess I guess you can tell me otherwise, and that's my first impressions. Um, what? Well, no, I, I, it's, I'm not going to tell you otherwise. That uh, it is a great film, in my opinion. I was very pleasantly surprised when I first watched it. The, the second run through it, I was enjoying it just as much. But I'll agree with you that the the problem that it has is that I think particularly in the second half before it gets right up to the climax um, kind of once they get to the Alps and then encounter the singer it becomes a little complex as to what exactly is going on what they're fucking talking about and I've seen it twice mm. and it's still not 100% clear okay but, that's good to know. but I think it was slightly easier to work out on, on the se- second time around we'll talk about what we think happened afterwards yeah. but agreed Oliver Reed's performance fantastic I love both of them though I love the other guy I think he's got such a cheeky char- character I think the two of them mm. work as a great double act Fabio Testi and Oliver Reed a great great double act and I feel like they were probably quite quite good pals on, on set as well ribbing each other and whatnot it felt like it came across that way it reminded me a little bit of Midnight Run you know yeah. that dynamic with De Niro and, and Charles Grodin but this is obviously a little bit more serious but I really enjoyed the dynamic I adore Morricone's score in this. I think it is sublime, so beautiful, so, so beautiful. And the opening scene where the where uh, Milo is taking his, his partner and burying him under the rocks as that score plays is like so impressive. And it feels of a different time. It feels like, okay, we are seeing an Italian crime dub here mm. from the 70s. This is like, if you saw that now, it would be because Tarantino is trying to emulate it. That's how you would see it. The, there it is authentically itself. So I love it as it's this sort of relic and time capsule from that from that time. I love the dialogue throughout it. You know, I'm a stickler for dialogue. And even though there's loads of action, loads of chases and loads of intrigue, the dialogue, the lines that the characters say to each other is fantastic as well. I had no idea what was going to happen. 
as the story was playing out. I love that at first you're like, well, what? who's kidnapped his wife? What is the significance of this guy? Then when he gets the guy out, I love that the guy's like, I don't know who wanted me out. And there's a confusion that sets in. So then he kidnaps him and then you've got the reversal on, on the original kidnappers. And I, I would just love the intrigue of it all. I, th- I thought it was mm. good action, good dialogue, good story, great performances, fantastic score. There's a little bit of trickiness in there. And ultimately, I guess it is, you would probably say it's kind of just a generic story overall. There's nothing too bombastic about it, but it's just in the execution. And I love the final scene of the film where he goes uh, and uh, says that he'd never seen that body before as well. And we can talk about mm. talk about that as well. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I can dig the problem with the um, complexity of it at some point. They could have presented it in a slightly more engaging way, the storyline, yeah. I mean. I kind of thought at some point the complexity of the story and the almost stupidity of the plot, it felt in some ways, helped the feel of the film. Yes, because they don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on either. no one really knows what's going on and it's like everyone's just like slowly like, what the fuck is actually happening here? Why am I involved in this? Why are you involved in this? Mm-hmm. Which I kind of felt like helped the film, but yeah, saying it now, it probably could have done with a little bit better clearing up at the end. Mm. Yeah, because I think I th- yeah I, I agree with you. The whole the whole setup is brilliant, like because it keeps you like undercover of what the actual plot is, and then I think as soon as the reveals start coming, like that yeah. that kind of leading up towards the end, that's what it's like. But I, I I really don't understand like why they're getting him out of prison. Surely they didn't need to. It just makes things more complicated. So. Uh, the, and and they, but then I feel like yes I, I I really like the ending the ending's great yeah it's just the middle section that struggles uh, yes it, I, and I agree I agree if there's a weak the weakness of the film is the sort of middle section as I say that mm. point where they kind of hit hit the Alps and then go and see yeah. the singer yeah, yeah so, I'd agree so I'd my agree. understanding if I have this correctly is on a timeline of events. Jean, a guy called Jean Daniel is buried at the beginning of the film under mm-hmm. the rocks mm-hmm. by by Milo. So yeah. Milo knows he's dead. The head villain in the film wants to frame the assassination of this politician on Jean Daniel. He doesn't know yeah. that Jean Daniel is dead. Mm-hmm. So what he is setting in motion is for Milo to get released from prison so that he can follow the breadcrumbs that he's already set to lead him to Al Nico, the singer. Because when he goes to Al Nico, Al Nico will tell Milo, this is this already sounds complicated, Al Nico yeah, will tell Milo, I've seen Jean Daniel's body. Because remember, Al Nico, the singer, yes, identified the dead body as Jean Daniel. Yeah. yeah. But... Yes. What the head villain doesn't realise is that Milo knows that Jean Daniel's already dead because he buried him under the rocks. So when the master villain goes to see Al Nico, the singer, later, Al Nico says to him, he already died. He buried him under the rocks. And then Jean da- um, the master villain is like, oh, right, okay, well, that clears that up. Jean Daniel is dead. That's okay then. So we don't need to worry about that. So now he eliminates Al Nico and then he realises that he doesn't need... Milo anymore. Milo knows that Jean Daniel was alive, uh, mm. uh, was dead already. So he now needs to kill him because Milo is the one who could say, "Hang on, I killed him. I, I, 
I sorry, hang on. He already died, so he couldn't do that. I, this is so hard to explain. <laughs> I'm still I'm still hung up on why they needed Milo. Because they needed, they didn't just want to kill Milo at first. They wanted to get Milo out to follow the mm-hmm. breadcrumbs to fo- to be told Jean Daniel is dead. They weren't going to kill him necessarily. They just why did they want out. to tell him though? Why because did they want he to tell was him? partners with Jean Daniel. So that because he buried him at the beginning, so they were partners. They were close, as you saw his emotion when he was uh, burying him. Yeah, but so why I've, do they need him? I don't get why they needed they lead him, him still. to the other guy. So the, yeah, because the other guy, because then it would convince Milo that Jean Daniel was dead because the other guy, they set the breadcrumbs so that he would go and see Al Nico the singer and Al Nico would say, I saw Jean Daniel, he's dead. So that would just make Milo at rest, at peace. I can't get my head around it. <laughs> I I, I'm, not not saying, I'm not saying it's particularly strong, that bit, <laughs> but that is what I believe the situation is. They should have probably just mm. found that he was dead and just blamed it was somebody else instead. I know. But they could have just blamed him, and that's the end of it, surely. What, Jean Daniel? Yeah. I guess the... But the, the wild card is that they... Because Milo was partners... It's, all right, imagine me and you, Paul, always doing hits and shit together. Yeah. And yeah. then I get pinched, and I'm in, in jail for a while. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I hear, oh, Paul's dead on the outside i'll be like wait what no 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 no. what's what happened what happened i'd be digging from within asking questions whereas mm. it's very elaborate i know if someone let me out of jail and led me down the garden path to adam and adam says yeah i saw paul's body then i would go fuck well he is dead then but what they didn't count on was the fact that actually in reality you died in my arms paul and i buried you mm. Mm. weak as fuck I don't think it holds no, up, it's man. not weak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a That's caper, the man. You're connection. going with it. it doesn't, I, I admit that it doesn't all I think they just cause more hassle for themselves. <laughs> well, that is where it's messy. But like Adam says, because it is so messy, it, the fact that these two guys don't know why the fuck they're in the midst of it so yeah. much helps because you're kind of clueless as well. Mm. I mean, it's this is the thing, right? It's I, It confused me, but I was still in. I was still in. It didn't. It didn't like put me off enough that I was like, "Oh, this is an annoying film." And let me go back to the beginning because I I totally agree with you. I love. I I really love the beginning. Just the opening with the two of them mm. on the run, and then him. It was all very. It felt romantic. I thought it they did were, feel romantic. Like, yes, I thought they were a couple. I agree. So he gives them a little kiss on the he, on the on the lips. Maybe there was something there. I'm not sure. They're Italians. But, um, they're Italians. Yeah, <laughs> but. I thought it was beautiful, and, and yeah, with that Enio score as well alongside it, it was um yeah really well done. If I, I love I that score. Going into that film, and know it because you kind of because you gave a, a a little overview of it in one of our um, monthly roundups. Oh, I, I did. I knew yeah. what I was going into, and when this when I opened with this, I was like, oh, what's this now? Like I did yeah. not expect to see this. I don't know what. I don't know how this even ties into the plot. And even throughout, I still I still like, I don't know why this is <laughs> tied into the plot until you realise. They're trying to pin him, yeah, to the murder. But um, yeah, that was a great opening, very gr- strong opening. That's probably that might even be the best part of the whole film. It was almost like it could have been a short film itself. Mm. Like it was very kind beautiful. of openings. Yeah, it was very lovely. Just him, 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 his whole thing of him saying, "I don't want to be cut open. I yeah. just want to be like, leave me alone. I like, I just want to be buried here." Yeah, like, it's very, very lovely. It's nice. 
and uh, it is there's there's lots of moments in in the film that are like kind of oh yeah this is great traditional italian crime cinema that i'm seeing here mm. which is mm. just very enjoyable it's just that and that's the thing mate it's just enjoyable to go through that and and see it play out in in that way like there are other things in the film that don't don't work for me like i don't i don't really like the um al nico character the the singer overall he's a, he's an odd addition but he adds character to the, to the thing as well fake, fake kurt russell yeah he is <laughs> yeah. like kurt russell yeah. <laughs> the straightest hair in the world yeah. yeah i don't really like him either he didn't really bring much for me and like just going going up the alps as well adam you can attest Going up the mountain in the snow, they could not just easily walk around like they were fucking walking around up there. That I mean, bothered me a hell of a lot for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Any little spikes on your shoes? Yeah, no cleats. They had no cleats. They were just walking around in fucking dress shoes. <laughs> and that was funny as well. It's like when they're running around the, the mountains, it's like this odd, like jovial soundtrack that's going along with it as yeah. well. It's yeah. like an adventure movie. <laughs> you know, it was so f- bizarre. Like, mm-hmm. what was? Like so much of this film, like tonally shifting changes, it's like great, mm. but at the same time, it's so yeah weird. So many twists, so many just like twists constantly along the story when you're as you're going. I I think it does enough. I agree that when you try and analyze it, maybe something's missing there. But I think it does enough for for the overarching thing to be. They wanted this politician dead they needed someone to do it and they needed to kill everyone who knew about it so that they could just move on and the fucking corrupt authorities and police force in in italy were also aware and they just knew that it needed to happen Mm. Mm. surely al nico could have just said oh yeah that was him and then that'll be the end of it but he but he did al nico went and identified the body but he was wrong that's the thing because he did he says that's jean daniel he said, "I saw his body." And then when Milo's talking to him, he said, "How long did you? How how long did you look? What did you get? Just a glimpse of him?" And that's when now Nico's like, "Fuck!" And then he's like, "I need to get out. I need to get." He, he's saying to the master villain, "I need to get out. Get out of here. I need to leave because he knows shit. I'm in deep in this. I've 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 fucking lied. What's going to happen? Someone's going to try and kill me now." That's what I mean, though. So, but him identifying the body, right, mm. would have been enough. But they fucked themselves by getting Milo out of jail. Well, that's correct, right? Because because either way, they didn't need Milo to say, oh, it must have been him because he's just a criminal. Why would anyone believe him anyway? But I think Milo was the wild card in that he, from his prison, if he just caught wind that Jean Daniel had killed this guy... Mm. So just kill him in jail. Well, yeah, yeah, you could do that. I know, but you could say that about so many films, mate. You could go, well, why go to the bottom of that? Just do but, that. But I feel like I feel like it's just a leap of um, like <laughs> of education, thinking we can just let this guy out, and then it's, we'll be able to work it out that way. Women can just kill him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you have a, a, a point. Anyway, I'm, I'm going too much. I'm dwelling too much on this. I'm sorry. We should move on to something else. <laughs> let's move on to let's uh, move on to the uh, uncomfortable thing. Because regardless of reading the trivia, I find it very yeah. creepy when he's walking around with this little girl essentially on his feet, and she's in her long yellow shoes. It felt creepy. Yeah, yeah. undressing, undressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the thing you do with a child, isn't it? 
Yeah, and it's framed in yeah. a childlike way, like, you know, standing on daddy's shoes. You know, that's something you mm. do with, like, your dad when you're four or five years old or your granddad, you mm. know, stand on his shoes as he's walking, but he's doing it yeah. with his wife, and that's a little... But do you reckon it's it's only... We only feel that way because of what we've heard about the film afterwards? Like, no, because I felt it at the time film. without okay. seeing that okay. trivia. I thought it was a bit okay. creepy. But there's an odd, there's an odd approach to sex... And attraction in this because did you let me ask you this both of you boys and i don't know the answer the head's kidnapper mm -hmm. is it my imagination or did he and the kidnapped wife have kind of like a, a weird relationship yes yeah i think that was yeah, meant to definitely. be implied or but i think why? he was meant but to be forcing her into it but it's not like just him lusting after her it's like she is kind of almost oh i like you kind of thing you know Mm, mm. There was, it was almost like there was a missing bit of story there that we weren't told about because it did feel like that yeah there was some kind of energy between them yeah mm. and also you're I right I that as well the two guys at the top um, Al Nico when he's singing his song he comes up to Milo and he says I wrote that about you and Jean Daniel and it's pretty much a love song so there's probably some homoerotic yeah. un undertones there too yeah I'd say so it just felt so much like that on the opening yeah, yeah. For sure, there was a lot. There was love there. Whether it was like platonic love, I'm not sure, but it felt like an actual romantic love. Yeah, it did. They, they certainly yeah. had a connection. It is Italian. Mm. It's Italians. It's Italians. Yeah, his best friend who um, just died. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss you on the lips when you die when you're dead, mate. You can if you want to. <laughs> Adam might be able to put up a fight. You'll be <laughs> you'll be classed as what's it? Ne is it necrophiliac? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little peck. They're not slogging you. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about um, uh, Al Nico's party, his gro gross Epstein party. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see when he when he brings it, this girl comes and sees him, and then she goes, "Oh, how are you?" And walks along to this old man and goes, "Here you go, she's all yours." I know. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, oh God, what party is this? I don't know if that was meant to be like a thing on the music industry more than it was. Yes, mm. definitely. And there you go. We're seeing these terrible people. They are terrible people. They are terrible people. I always knew he no was doubts. a nasty piece of work. As soon as he turned up with his like floppy hair and that coat, looking like a makeshift hippie, I was like, you can't trust this guy. You can't. Mm, mm, mm. You know, um, but Oliver Reed, I just love him on screen. Every time I see him, I'm like, you got, you can't help but be like, you've got um, presence, man. You have charisma. He's very mm. watchable. Goes for it, goes for anything. He's been in a lot of shit films, but he has an, an intensity to him which you can't help but just get caught up in. Yes, yeah, there's definitely a screen presence there that you can't help. Yeah, I think I've only ever seen him in Gladiator. Other than this, Gladiator, his last film, mm. it was CGI. CGI if you go, face. CGI. They CGI'd his goodbye. Doesn't really work. Mm. Doesn't really mm. work. Did they? Very shiny. Yeah, not for all of mm. it. But I didn't know that. I didn't know they CGI the end bit. Yeah. If you're looking for it, you'll know when you see it. Oh, well, yeah. next time I watch it. Oh. <laughs> when he's talking to Maximus in, and Maximus is in the cell, the last thing Oliver Reed does is he goes, <sighs> and turns around and walks off. You watch that, and it's so clearly been taken from some <laughs> other take from something yeah. else. <laughs> um, I'll get a drink. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> But I liked I, I, I like the like sort of covert highs and stuff. Like you say, it's like French Connection, and you're right, it is. But it's what French Connection should have been. French Connection was not that good. It was okay, but this was very enjoyable. 
even yeah. with even with this element of not quite knowing what's going on it's very enjoyable all the way through you feel like you're part of something exciting and and, and vibrant mm. i still think paul's not convinced tops it he tops it, it tops it a little bit for me because oh, it might it might help just because of the like down the line plot like i could follow follow it's not losing me i really enjoyed the and stupidity i think this is what you'd feel like that burn after reading kind of shoot people getting caught up in stuff they shouldn't be caught up with a little bit more serious than that but like that kind of wackiness doesn't really make sense it just kind of is going here there and everywhere my poor Oliver Reed (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to get involved with him mate (laughs) I love him (laughs) me and him in a relationship he's Mm. dead he's dead so it's not possible necrophiliac (laughs) Yeah, no, all of this talk going on, terrible. <laughs> I was a big fan of his big old moustache. I thought his moustache yeah, was great. Yeah, I liked it. I also Decent. liked, this is just Italian cinema, I assume, when he goes into the cell to meet Milo for the first time and Milo's being all cocky and he pinches his cigarette and drops it on the floor and the fag just hits the floor and is standing up. Did you see that? See, that's, yeah, that, see, I would have thought that they would pay that off down the line they did it once again yeah they did like, the little we're standing up bit we're once, not gonna do it again yeah it's just just cool italian filmmaking i guess yeah it's I nice to, it's nice to time. see it's nice to see yeah. it's different oh, you know what would have been nice you would have been nice this is how they should have finished it off he should have got shot and he had a cigarette in his mouth and it fell and landed upright oh i thought you were going to say it and it landed upright and then it slowly toppled over and then it fell over or yes. something like that. Yeah, that they should have nice. paid something. Yeah, they should have did that. They should have, they should have done that. They should have done that. That would have been nice. Uh, yeah. I loved how desperate he was at the end where he was like, right, fuck it. I'm just going to tell the truth now. This has gone on too far. And everyone is like, no, just stay the course. We, there's, we, mm. We're aware. Just be quiet. And it's true. Everyone's this is, corrupt. Everyone is corrupt. All hands need to be greased. And that's it. Mm. It's true. Like justice, as far as they're concerned, gets served in all their different ways. But if some innocents have got to die somewhere for this to happen, so be it. We uphold. And we uphold the order of things. And the thing is, if everything's corrupt, right? If everything's corrupt and you could just make the story play out however you want, they never needed to get Milo out. They should just got rid of him. <laughs> Well, yeah, speaking of Epstein, they could have done an Epstein thing. Yeah. <laughs> they could have just done that in the cell. There must, there must, I mean, I've, I can't rewatch it again now, but if I were to rewatch it again and be like, right, I need to completely follow the thread as to why Milo had to get sprung, mm. then maybe they did explain it, but they obviously didn't do a good enough job. We just wouldn't have had a story, Paul. If he didn't have well, to we spring... Did. Well, we didn't have a story. Well, we did. <laughs> they didn't tell it us it. A co- it wasn't a, co- co- a coherent story, but it was a story. A copic. I, uh, I think... There's a something missing. There's something missing. And even when it goes at the end, uh, they, they're asking him, tell me where Milo is. And he's like, I'm not become an accomplice in getting him killed. Yeah. He's like, it's all right, I just kill him myself. <laughs> I know, but that's because he was trying to resist. That, that's because at that point he was trying to resist. And he, and, I know, and I know. He, he's like, he was doing everything he could. Like that bit you get because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to kill him. He wants his wife back. He's connected to this guy. And that was also the nice thing. He thought he was reprehensible at first. And then over the course of the journey, they bond. And that was nice. But he's yeah, like, I, I like that. I'm desperate. This guy, sorry, I like you, but you've got to go back to jail. I need to get my fucking wife. And it's a case of, 
look, who do you want to protect, this criminal or do you want your wife back? Yeah, he gave him the option, but he didn't take it, so he had to pull the trigger on yeah. the fake revolver that wasn't a revolver. Yeah. It was a real revolver. And I love that. I, I really like that. That's a great ending of a film. It what? would have been a great ending in a, in a better I story. think what the, the, when he goes to identify the body. Oh, that bit as well. But I'm talking about when he kills Milo because it's a nice journey of the two characters. It's a nice journey and when he goes to when he goes to identify the body. Yeah, absolutely. Because the wife's face. Yeah, it is very good. And it yeah. showed it, when he he's... shot Milo. I was like, "Fuck!" That was almost like a jump scare. Like I was You're not, not expecting, expecting that coming. Really not expecting it coming. Even though he's got a gun pointed at him. Everything. I was like, "Oh, damn." Not even just once. Yeah. Like four times. I mean, yeah. if you're going to do it, you might as well keep doing it, but... There's no coming back from that. Ruthless. It was ruthless. It's a, it's a ruthless story. It's a ruthless story. And I like that it's grim. It's a grim end. Mm-hmm. It, ain't a, yeah. it ain't a win. My man has been corrupted and it's crazy because now his wife is like, what? That's the guy who fucking kidnapped me and... You have been compromised. How, how are you not saying yes that that's the guy? You've been fucking compromised, man. And he knows mm. it as well. He has to carry that burden and that weight in his life. But he knows he's doing it for the betterment of it, of him and his wife. What? Well, yes, and he, I know. All, it, for all that. he'd have to do if if you went home with Jenny and you're like, Jenny, I I literally they will kill us if we don't do this. She'd yes. Be like, okay. I know, but it also still. It, but, but yeah, that's true. But it's like, oh, a win then. Oh, that's okay then. It's like. There's, yeah, there's, no could, there's no justice, justice has been served here. We've yeah. been played. I still, his Absolutely, wife yeah. will be like, I still went through that whole fucking ordeal and there's no justice for me here. I'm back yeah, with you, a cog yes. In the machine. Cog, in, cog in the fucking machine. Mm. Fucking Absolutely. society. Yeah. You got the peace of mind, maybe, more than anything. Peace of mind. You got to feel unlucky if you were her to like, get drugged into it all. Even he was unlucky to get drugged into it. Well, yeah, they had nothing to do with it, really. They were, they were both innocents in the situation. Yeah. Mm. They were just lovers. And they've been corrupted. Well, he certainly has. Well, he's not been corrupted. He's not going to do terrible things, but, you know, he probably will find it easier to... Oh, he will. He'll, he'll be doing terrible things to his wife. I'll tell you that. Well, maybe. Well, maybe he'll never do it again. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's learned not. a lesson. <laughs> That's all of a lesson. <laughs> It's crazy, though. That will happen. That kind of shit will be happening all over the world. Every Fuck day. Yeah. All the time. Every day. In places. People will be taking the fall for shit. And Did people they will be explain why they wanted to kill that politician at the beginning? No, but I don't think we needed to know that one too much either. That would have been too boring. Yeah. He was a political candidate yeah. or some shit. Just or he had like some him. dirt on someone. It would have been something like that. Yeah. But see, that's why I liked it, because it's like, even though the pieces don't all match as in, on the Milo timeline as to why he needed to be sprung, I was still enjoying it. I didn't actually think during the film, oh, but hang on, why? I was like, no, well, I, I'm going with it. It's just they, hmm. they are eventually going to need to kill him, and they're leading him on this wild goose chase to get there. Oh, you see, I, I did think, why? One wow. of my first notes was uh, hard to follow at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my last notes was, I don't understand why. <laughs> well, I think we've uh, we the closest that we come is because the key thing is nobody but Milo knew that Jean Daniel had actually died. So 
by springing him from jail, I'm just repeating myself, by springing him from jail, <laughs> they hoped that they would be able to convince this man, Milo, that his Even old partner was dead. But it does if they were very close partners, which they were. And the fact that Al no, Nico why, wrote that song about it, them shows that they were Why does it matter that Milo knows? Because they, because they were partners. But so why? They need that him. in the grand scheme of things? They need to convince him to believe that he's dead because Milo... <laughs> he's, not, pro- he's not the judge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but he's, he's an element. That's what I'm saying, Paul. If you're in prison and you hear that I've been killed after mm. killing a politician, are you just going to go, oh, right, that's something he did? Or are you going to go, hang on, what? That doesn't sound right. Blah, 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 whatever. They don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with your query. So it's like, let's spring you from prison and lead you to Al Nico, which they did. And Al Nico will tell you, yes, it's him. I saw him. <laughs> it's, it's too overcomplicated. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to do that. <laughs> Mate. Maybe they didn't, but I had a great time regardless. <laughs> I had a good time as well. Did you enjoy it more yeah. the second time? I think I enjoyed it more the first time, if I'm honest. Okay. If I'm honest. Mm. But I did. I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it equally as much both times. I, I, if I, if I, I'm yeah. like my score has not yeah. gone up or down. And the freshness of the film made yeah. you enjoy it more the first time. I got such a kick out of the score. I, and, and it I, is fantastic, isn't it? It is. I think it's fantastic. It's really fantastic. We, we, we went down to um, uh, my friends in Bristol for, for New Year's Eve. He was like, oh, right, everyone just throw, he got the speaker hooked up and he was like, just chuck on film score. But we do a film score each, one song, chuck it on. Something people haven't heard before, That that's cool. And I put on that Revolver one. And everyone was like, oh, no, fuck, nice. what's this? What's this, man? It's true. Because Morricone, there's not a very well-known Morricone one, but yeah. Tarantino put it in, um, he put it in uh, Inglorious Bastards somewhere. I can't remember in which scene, but he put it well, in. Like I said, there was part of it I mm. thought I heard before. I didn't know if it sounded like, um, what do you call it, the Godfather in places, but it did sound something <laughs> like that, yeah. Well, he stuck it in, I think it may have been when Shoshana has the cinema later on, somewhere along the lines there. Okay. Mm. Anyway, so, you know, that was Revolver. It felt like a short episode, but if, I tell you what, when I was watching it the second time around, I was like, do you know what? This is one of those films where I selected it for the podcast, having already watched it. And mm. I think my reasons for selecting it were wrong because I selected it because I enjoyed it rather than selecting it because there was lots to talk about. Because at the end of the day, there isn't lots to talk about other no. than this key Milo thing. But that doesn't mean it's not a good film. It's just, it's, oh, no. it's, it's very solidly made. It's a worthy, and, yeah. it's a worthy watch. Have a great time with it. And mm. hopefully you bring some more attention to it. Hopefully. Shine a light on Reed's, Oliver Reed's actions. Ollie, <laughs> Ollie Reed. You bad, bad boy. When you watched it, was yours in English? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's the only version I could find. Was it dubbed into yeah, English? Yeah, it's the dub. It's the dub. Because that's see, like also at the moment, I was watching it in so many places, but the lips do line up quite well. So I was like, "Is this already?" Don't they fucking don't. They line up fairly well. But this is how it used to be. This is how it used to be in Italian cinema. They would record, yeah. but then they'd get in the booth afterwards, and then they'd re-record. Yeah. They'd have to record the audio afterwards. So they're just trying to match their their lips. I, I, for, me and Paul are opposites. Part of I enjoy that element 
You enjoy the charm. I enjoy the charm of it. I like it. It makes it kind of cool and unique. Like, if I didn't know this film was Italian, I would have thought it was English enough that they weren't actually dubbing it. I thought it was... It's only because I knew it was meant to be an Italian. Yeah. That I was like... because you could... The thing that does it for me is you can see some actors are clearly Italian. Yeah, I think there is some... But people like Oliver Reed, I think he's lined up quite well. And I think Milo's lines up quite well. There's just other characters in the background that come up that don't, Mm. maybe... The funny thing is, Oliver Reed is meant to be Italian in this. His name is fucking Vito Cipriani. Yeah. He's, he's talking <laughs> like a Yankee. <laughs> Everything's written in Italian and he's just reading Italian everything. I know. <laughs> I know it's great. Uh, here's another great bit in that film, by the way. After, you know, the guy comes to his house after he's uh, got Milo in his house. And the guy who's like mm-hmm. his confidant at the jail is like, I'll help you. I'll, I'll help oh, you. Poor man. Yeah. And he gets he gets killed. And there's just those two random guys that are by the body and Oliver Reed comes... Is he like a butcher or something? Yeah. Some, it's That's like a it's butcher, like. yeah. And Oliver Reed comes up and he's all upset and, and the guy goes, ah, oh, he's probably a drunk and he goes, he was a good man. Better than you. It's like, how do you know? You don't even know that was Oliver like That was Oliver making up a line. <laughs> Better than you, drunk. When that happened, when that guy was like, oh, I really want to go back and catch some proper crooked people, I thought he was going to be in the film the whole time. There you and go. then turn in veto at the end and be like, you're the mm. crooked man for getting this man out of prison. Almost crooked following man. him the whole way. And then like, they're dobbing man. him. Uh, yeah, I, I liked his character. I hope he stayed a little bit longer, but... It would have been nice. Poor man. A, poor l- man. a little bit nice. I would watch this a third time just to try and get the, the thread of the, the Milo thing exactly. I, maybe I'll do it at some point and report back to you boys. Okay. I don't think you're going to find it after two watches. <laughs> No, very possibly not. <laughs> but it, you know, I even, I even went, on, I even went on Wikipedia afterwards, and there's no plot outline. <laughs> no. I couldn't even read through the plot to make there's sure. There's not a lot of info out there on it. Mm. And you know, it's kind of fine. Like we shine a light on a film that nobody ever talks about. No one's ever fucking heard Absolutely. of, really. Absolutely. So you know, yeah. it's no mm-hmm. bad thing. And Sergio Salima, have I seen anything else by this guy? I don't believe so. Just the one. It's probably his top film, isn't it? Um, there is one bigger and it's called The Big Gun Down and it's got uh, of course it's got Lee Van Cleef unofficial lawman John Corbett hunts down Cuchillo Sanchez a Mexican peasant accused of raping and killing a 12 year old girl blimey Jesus 1967 wow gets the 3.9 letterboxed heavy stuff I know not as good as Revolver my friends and I also I love that poster because it's so basic the little box poster, yeah, just yeah. the two of them with the guns up, but it and it it's drawn in that Italian way, like the posters are in yeah. um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Leo's movies. Yeah, the Western to Italy. Yeah, mm. nice, nice. What well, do you go? Very Thanks. nice. Thank Thanks you for, for indulging yeah. me. Should we rate it? Go ahead and go ahead and rate it. Me first. Yes, you. Uh, I give this an eight out of ten. Here we go. That's that's Very good. the. Correct score, I would say. Paul's in there as well. I'll let you do it. Uh, I'm an oh, eight. Sorry. I'm an eight too. I was an eight before. I'm an eight now. And I'm only just under. I'm a seven. I yeah. thought it was good. Thought so. There we go. There we go. Seven point six six. So it's going to the seven point seven. Where's it placing? Let's have a look. Revenga, 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 revenga. From a friend, you fuck. You know what all that's from? It sounded like an Al Pacino film. 
Well, our, <laughs> one of our listeners will write in. Um, I think you were cha- you you sound like you were channeling Al Pacino anyway. It will. I would probably get cancelled for Scarface doing a, a Cuban accent. It was Scarface, correct? There you go. Oh, was it? That's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, the first film is Revenge, but we're going to skip over this because Adam actually hasn't seen it yet, so he needs to do that, so we can't actually make a fair decision against it. Um, uh, First one it's up against is A Streetcar Named Desire. Well, Streetcar's better. It's up to Adam, because I give him both a Streetcar is better. Okay, well, it's better. There you go. You see him right there. You didn't go far. Revenge and Revolver are side by side. The REVs, Mm. side by side in our list. There you go. One of them should be below because in alphabetical order. It's in the wrong order alphabetically. For your OCD. Yeah, for my OCD. But it's fine. I can have it there. That's good. Adam, uh, you need nice to placement. watch Revenge. It's, a, it's not a dissimilar movie in some ways, you know. Revenge and Revolver, if you think about it, Paul. Depends what version you watch. <laughs> There's yeah, two versions. True. The good one and the bad one, apparently. But you're still dealing with violent men, a kidnapped wife or a wife that has gone with the wrong person, taken away from mm. her husband and violence ensues. Revenge and was a good. Dog. I think the dog revenge thrown, thrown, thrown at one point, didn't it? Did they get that, dog get thrown? Yes, the dog did get treated in a swimming pool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, it was like violent pricks and films. I know. I watched something with a dog the other day getting hurt in a film. What was it? It was, and I thought Paul and Adam wouldn't like this. Current. You loved it though. <laughs> if you had to rank, oh, let's go. If you had. I'd, if you were forced to, and you had to mm-hmm. rank animals that you didn't want to see harmed in films, what would be the number one animal? 100% you'd go, I don't want to see that being harmed. Dog. For me, it's a cat. See? And yeah. you go dog. Dog first, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, they're all on an even playing field. Dogs can fucking mm. take it, you morons. <laughs> Cats are probably more likely to hurt you than a dog. If you slap and kick a dog, it can take cat, it. The cat will turn around and claw your eyes out. Incorrect. Yeah, You've been watching too many cats- cartoons. Mate, they, a, you know a dog will turn around and bite you. A dog will turn around and bite you hard. Yeah, but I'd rather get bitten by a dog than scratched in the eye by a cat. Right, a, a cat, cat can s- never slap a snake anyway. when it's when it's pouncing it. Yeah, that's right. It's quick. It's a quick boy. I think it'd be fine. Let's not go down. Take care of himself. Did we get cancelled nah. for talking about this? <laughs> about who, who we'd rather kick a cat or a dog? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> the correct answer is a swan. So yeah, because we would all get go to prison. <laughs> Yeah, a swan <laughs> can, protected. Can, yeah, it could break a man's arm with one yeah. of its neck, but it can also break a man's heart with just a glance. Oh, sweet, That's isn't cute, it? Isn't That's it? sweet. Very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet. Um, Where the fuck are we going down? I know. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. That's a revolver. Oh Thank no. You, ben. There's one more thing to say. Yeah, go on. Wouldn't you like to have a car that had your name on it and said 7771 and you just discovered it? Do you know what? I thought when he did that, I thought, why his name's not Fulvia? And then I saw the nice the license plate. Yeah. What little a random little quirk to have in a film? I know. I just a bit of stupidity like, in it. It's them lovely yeah, Italians. Just there. Adam keeps saying stupidity. I don't know if that's an insult or not. He keeps going, that's I just a say stupid thing stupid. they did. It's, it's not this stupid, stupid it's like the silly quirks of the film. It's the part of the charm. Please. It's stupidity. Don't break my heart, Adam, please. Uh, like a swan. I wish his name was Fulvia instead of Milo. That would have been funnier, but... Fulvia. 
Very good. I'm scared. Do you want to hear what film we're doing next? Yes. Is this our final film of 1973? Yeah, the final film of 1973. I've had my heart set on this film since since we heard about this round that we're doing. And um, unfortunately, I haven't changed it to a foreign film, Ben. Because I thought, no, this is the one I'm doing. So Mate, ben, you need to take, to need to take the films of the podcast out because I was going to spend a whole film just watching us. No, mate, I can't. It's all or nothing. I can't. Okay, Ben, put it this way. I was thinking about this the other day. I watched a film that was had some. I think it was some Korean in it, Korean in it, but also English. If mm. you watch that, that is going to count as one of your English films. It depends what the split is. Like I said to you boys, I watched the rescue that that Thai cave, yeah. cave diving documentary, and it was like. 20% Thai, 80% English. So it, yeah. it didn't count as a foreign language watch for me. But if you went on Letterboxd, for example, at the end of the year, it would say it was still classed that as a watch. But I'm not going to do it that way. Film. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to go manually. Like, for example, okay, if you go on Revolver, go count. I'm on Revolver's Letterboxd page here. You click in details, language, it says Italian. Uh, that's it's right, not this Italian. is not a foreign, even though it's foreign directed, it's, yeah, this was an English language film. It's got to be okay. foreign language film is what I'm looking for. Okay, right, yeah. That makes I sense. just wanted to know because, uh, like, uh, yeah, if you looked at your stats at the end of the year, that would count in both categories. Boys, it's very hard. I'm already so on the back foot from just having watched a handful of English films. Yeah, it's very you hard. Yourself, I think doing. you put too much of a big number on your emphasis. I'm, I'm going to do it. Don't worry. I'll, I'll have done it by the end of the year. I'm going to update Carry on. everyone when we do our monthly roundups. I'll update everyone on my percentage progress so far. Yeah, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, by the end of the year, you'll be able to tell exactly the percentage of yes, makes of, uh, it easier. Language. Yes, that'd be nice. Yeah. Anyway, but you know the annoying thing if you if you if you are so like uh, choosy about the different countries you're watching, mm. you might end up actually watching more English films. <laughs> How do you mean? Because if you if you do it every if you do it the full film out of every three, yeah, then the full film out of every three is going to be an English film. No, not necessarily. I can be over 75% foreign language. I, I just mean for every English language film I watch, I have to watch three foreign language films. Yeah, that's what films. I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But if you say, say you watch English, then you watch German, then you mm. watch French, then you watch an Indian film. Oh, I see what you mean. And then you watch English, <laughs> yeah. then you Maybe. watch two English films. It's possible. So it depends. We'll that's see what possible. happens. Anyway. That is possible. Do you want my film anyway? <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking, let's get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies in advance. You're going to have to watch an extra... Uh, English film but That's it's been on my I, I basically wanted to watch this film again for ages um, I watched it when again. I was quite young and it's always stuck in my head so I want to return to it Adam's seen it Ben hasn't seen it and we actually mentioned it in a quiz a little while ago and I got the name of the film wrong I said the score by accident but it's actually The Sting oh okay oh, The Sting The Sting I've watched now, that film for a very long time I haven't watched it for a very long time, but I'm very excited to return. Is that to the it. one when they're in the tunnel? I can't remember. I remember the I ending. Think, that's it. Yeah, that's the ending in the tunnel. Thanks for spoiling it. <laughs> no, I don't it's think not. it is in I the tunnel. I think it's something the completely different then. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What? Uh, what is I the sting? What... So the sting is Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Okay. Oh, and Robert Shaw from Quint. Quint from Jaws. Yeah. yeah, baby. Yeah, it's definitely a different film. We're thinking of whatever film anyway, I'm thinking of. Don't read too much know. into it. Just no, go into okay. it, see what happens. And where do we watch this, Paul? Nowhere. This is nowhere, baby. Oh, wait, it might it might be on archive. Should I have a look quickly? The Sting is on Internet Archive, everyone. You can All right. watch it straight Excellent. on there. 
you can send the link and we will watch The Sting on Internet Archive. That's delightful. Internet Archive. It's absolutely delightful. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, annoyingly, we didn't ask the patrons. Well, I didn't ask the patrons for their suggestions. That's all right. We're easing ourselves back into the jam of things. Sorry, patrons. Next time. I promise. Shall we tell people that, that very excitingly, next week, we're going to be featuring... I don't know when they'll release the episode, but next week we we're going to be recording and featuring with the Contrarians. Oh, yes. Can't wait for it. I'll be on one of it's their... It's going to be fun. We're on their podcast. We're on their yes, podcast. We Ooh. are. We what are we doing? <laughs> Adam, of course you don't know. <laughs> Dancer in the Dark. It's a Lars von Trier film. None of oh, us have seen it. fuck's sake, man. This is going to be mental. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> We've done... How many? Have we done four? We've done Antichrist. Three, I think. Antichrist, and- Melancholia, Jack. Oh, it's a high, very it. high rated one. Isn't there another one? I think that's it. Oh, we only done three? It's got Bjork in it. Yeah, it has got Bjork in it. Mm, none of us have seen it, so it's all very exciting. I've never seen Bjork act either. That's very exciting. Right. I didn't know she, she might was... be shit. Oh, she'll be wonderful, I'm sure. Well, let's see. Let's bloody see. That's what you've got look- to look forward to, everyone. Uh, but you could just go over to our patron right now and watch the episode we're about to record, which is, Adam, our letterbox stats. Our bloody letterbox stats of 2023. It's all very exciting. Very and we exciting. will see you next time watching The Sting. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, my lovers. Deal, Busters.